Welcome in, everybody, to the NBA Playoff DFS and Award Show right here on Wind Daily Sports. I'm Tony. You got Ghost. You got Adam. It's been a minute. You know, you've been seeing me and Adam's mug almost every other day and Jason on the uh, MLB Pre-Lock Show. But now we're going to go talk and review the NBA show. We're going to talk. I, I'm sure it's going to get heated towards the end. We're going to talk awards. We're going to break it down. You know, who we're picking. Six man, most improved player, offense, uh, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. MVP, uh, coach of the year. Now we're going to uh, look at the bracket. You got the bracket on the screen, whether it be playing tournament, whether it be who we think is going to advance into the second round, and it better be the Sixers. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well. Again, follow us at Wind Daily Sports, all social formats. Hit the subscription, hit the like button, you know, the drill. In the comments, let us know what you're thinking. You know, who, what's your predictions in the first round? What matchup are you looking at? What matchup are you least le- likely to watch? Maybe you might bet it, but you might not want to watch it, right? There's a lot of those games as well. So let's break right into this. Go, since I haven't seen you in about a week, man. just want to make sure that it, it sounds like you're still living well and that, you know, you're ready for these NBA playoff action or what? Yeah, this is kind of more uh, flying under the radar with MLB uh, kicking off, but I've been watching your guys' shows. You guys are absolutely killing it, and now it's time for MLB to shine. So we had a great NBA season, and I'm really pumped to see the playoffs begin on Saturday. Obviously, the playing games have been nothing short of uh, exciting, that's for sure. So Saturday is going to be good. I'm curious to see what happens with guys like Luca, Denver, doesn't sound like they're getting their, their guys back either. They're going to be in tough. We don't know if Steph is going to be 100% either. So a lot of storylines heading into this one, including uh, the Raptors getting none other than the 76ers wow. in the first round. So wow, I'm really pumped. It's uh, it, it, it's going to be a good playoffs. Yeah, Almost I'm every really series pumped. here has it is must is must watch TV in my opinion. Yeah, like yeah I, I, I don't see I don't see a single series where it's like. Oh, I'm not gonna watch that. Like every series is, I'm I'm gonna tune into every game as much as I can. I agree. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think the only series that might kind of be the exception, um, one in the East is the Bucks versus the Bulls because I just think that's gonna be over pretty quick. Um, but you like even then, like you still be watching Giannis in the playoffs. That's always fun. And then unfortunately, you know, if if the book is correct as they usually are. They're kind of telling us Luka Doncic is probably not going to be playing uh, too much of this Jazz series. I'm really bummed. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to that. Luka was in, you know, just top form coming in. Jazz are minus 300 for the series. That tells me they fully expect Luka to miss some of it. So, you know, without Luka, that that series definitely takes a hit. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Maybe, Maybe he makes some miraculous comeback. But doesn't look positive for them right now. That sucks. I mean, whenever you it lose does, a player, man. I like, you know, I don't it's... know, man. I don't, I just, you need it. If you controlled your destiny for the three seed, I'd be fine playing my guys, but you didn't like, right. I don't know. You, you knew you were going nowhere without Luca. I get it's easy to say now. I would have said that <laughs> Sunday before that game tipped off. Like, don't play him. You, you needed too much help. I agree, man. I agree. It's going it's going to be bad. It, it sucks. It, you know, we talked about this whether, you know, even with our biggest rivals, no matter who they are. Uh, I was getting into with Jason about the Mets like with the Grom. Like as much as I don't want the Grom looks like they don't even need him right now cuz they're all smoking the Phillies anyway. But, you know, he is one of if not the best player in baseball at from the mound and it's a shame. It's it kills all of us because that's who we want to see. Uh but, you know, you already got Jimmy checking it says two observations for last night. One, Nets ain't winning anything. And two, why the Wolves act like they want a champions. Listen, listen, Cat predicted, you know, he announced himself as the greatest big man shooter of all time because he won a freaking three-point contest, right? So I you know, I understand. That's how they go way over the top, Jimmy. I, I, I have no idea. Ivan says, was this an NBA reunion show? And he wants to know, are we getting a ghost for a jigsaw bet for the Raps and Sixers series? Listen. Honestly, Ivan, right now, I am not in the mood, man. I am just not. Listen, I am so. Let, let, let's talk about this, boys, real fast. Uh, you know, real fast, because I have to. This this Toronto-Philly series, Ghost, you know, as well as I do, this is not a good matchup for the Sixers, especially with the defensive scheme that Toronto consistently plays. They change it up. Nurse has their number. Harden doesn't look like Harden. There's a lot of things going on. But from the Toronto perspective, man, what are you thinking on this game or or, this series? Is it going to go seven, do you think, either way? I think it goes seven. And um, 
this is how you could tell my bias is taken out of it when it comes to covering the NBA. I I have Philly in seven in this one. Wow. So um, Adam and I actually split up the conferences. So he'll be covering the West because he gets nice. to cover Joker. And I get to cover the East because I want to write about the rap. So, um, but I did pick the 76ers in seven, kind of a, uh, a term of events from that 2019 game seven loss uh, being in Toronto, obviously. And this year's game seven is going to be in Philly. So I, I do like Philly in seven. The one thing that I'll keep preaching about the NBA playoffs is that star power reigns supreme in this league. And when you look at the combination of James Harden and Joel Embiid, when it it's going to be a winner take all game seven on their home court, all side with two top 10 players in the league versus my raps as much as I could talk about how balanced they are and how underrated guys are and how much Scotty Barnes has improved throughout the year and how dominant he was just in his first season and Nick Nurse versus Doc Rivers. I'm not even going to talk about that because we're trying to get out of here by the end of the. I'll, I'll say by the end of tonight. I don't even know if I have enough time to talk about that before midnight. But that's yeah, I, I I do like Philly in seven in this one. I t- Toronto gives them. They'll, they'll give them a run for their money way more than what people think, but I do have Philadelphia coming out on top. I, I, I honestly, and no bias into it, I, I feel the same way. And it almost reminds me, guys, of, I, I know I always go back to this year, and it, it's easy not to, right, the most successful year, you know, since the championship years in the 80s for the Sixers, but in 2001, where we went seven games against Toronto, we went seven games against Milwaukee. It was a... It wasn't an easy battle for the Sixers to get to the finals, and I think we're going to see the same thing. Unfortunately, you know they're going to be battle tested, and this is going to be a battle, man. I mean, listen, we, we, you know, this is the third time, right? So in Game Seven in two thousand one, Vince Carter, I still thought that three was going in, he didn't make it. But then in in, in two thousand nineteen, we got the bounce of Kawhi that goes in and ends the playoffs for the Sixers. So it's going to be interesting. Adam, you're the neutral party here, man. What what do you think about this series? Yeah, I, I do have it going seven. Um, I guess I'll be on the limb, and I'm going to say the raps. And it has nothing to do with Joel Embiid. I'm going to make that crystal clear because he's <laughs> going to dominate. He, he is. He, he's, it's you know They're going to double-team him as much as they possibly can, and that's cool, but you're still not going to stop Embiid. It has everything to do with every other sixer on the floor. It has everything to do with not being able to trust Tobias Harris, not being able to trust James Harden, or at least this version of James Harden. You know, maybe he got an unfair rap earlier in his career for not being able to win. That's fine. You can always kind of fall back on, look how good he played. You know, look, it it was a series of events that made him not win earlier. He's not the same guy right now. He just isn't. He has not shown that in Philly. If it goes to seven, that pressure cooker in Philly, Toronto's not going to care, man. They weren't even supposed to be here. They're playing with house money. I think that pressure gets to... Doc, it gets to everybody on the team not named Embiid. And I think the the Raps edge them. But this this is going to be just an absolute slugfest of a series. It's going to be fun. It is. It, it, I'm telling you, it's 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 going to be. I mean, do we go out on a limb here and say it could be the most competitive and exciting series in opening round? Oh, uh, it's think. probably going to. It's probably going to be up there. I I, I definitely think like it's that got Gold a State Denver. What's uh, come back, come back to me one Curry. If I know what what's happening with Curry, because that's True. a really major factor in the series. That's kind of unknown right now. Now nah, you're right. Now nah, you're 100 right. Uh, you know, luckily we got Memphis and you know John Morant, right? So that that should be an exciting series against Minnesota. Yeah that that one's not going to last too long, but the game <laughs> should be exciting. Yeah, well, it, it might not last too long, but at least you're going to get some kind of excitement, right? And and Cattle already. Pre- yeah, Cat already proposed he's the best. Uh, but what what about Brooklyn Boston? Real fast before we get to any other storylines, what do you think of that series right there? I have the Nets. This is this is also this is right up there. It's probably one of the tougher ones. I know Boston's defensive metrics. I get all that. When it comes down to it, KD Kyrie greater than Jason Tatum, J- Jalen Brown, and that's really what it's going to boil down to in this series. It's going to be good. I'm not going to be surprised if the Nets lose. The, their just lack of defense is just brutal through some stretches of the game. But look, man, they let Cleveland crawl back into it. And what happens? KD walks right down, hits two buckets, game over. It, it like I get I get 
confused as to why they're like the second best team out of the East betting favorites to come out of the, the entire Eastern Conference. And then you watch KD do that and you're like, all right, I get it. <laughs> you know, like you, yep. you just assume they're just going to make those shots when it comes to crunch time. And I, that's all that really matters in playoff basketball, dude. I I couldn't agree more. I honestly, I mean, for anybody, and again, you know, I'm I'm always biased because I'm a Philly guy, and when we got Harden, it was the best thing since AI, in my opinion, to to, to you know get another score next to Joel and B. But these are two of the. Am I going on a stretch here? Two of the top five players in the NBA went healthy on one team. What I mean by Kyrie and KD, I mean, we've talked about this before. If Kyrie is on his game and healthy, I, I don't know who stops him from the outside. Uh, he His handle is probably elite in the sense of NBA history, uh, in my opinion, probably the best handle ever, uh, especially on the move. I know, Ghost, me and you had discussions about that as well. And KD is just a monster, man. Like you said, Adam, you let him in. You know, if I'm taking any twosome in this entire bracket, Ghost, how do you not take KD and Kyrie, right? That's the one game I haven't, or the one series I haven't written up yet. Because I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, oh, I got Boston in six, and I wake up and I got Ooh. Nets, in, and then I got Nets in six. You know, and it's like, I I keep going back and forth. I still don't have a confident lean on this one. You guys are gonna have to wait for the Saturday no, yeah. for that one, but. Absolutely. Like, I'll probably change my mind another 20 times before I publish that article on Saturday. But honestly, there's a like, reason it opened as a pick 'em. Well, mean, that, that's moved, exactly it. Moved a little bit now, but that's, it opened as a, as a pick 'em. No Robert Williams is a serious problem for the Celtics. Yep. It is. I'm not worried about Tatum and JV producing against whatever that is that the Nets play on their own end of the court because it's not defense. I don't know what they're doing out there, but. There, Tatum's gonna go absolutely wild in this series, but again, man, it's like hey, you put Marcus Smart on Kyrie. First of all, Marcus Smart might lose defensive player of the year because of this series because Kyrie's gonna break his ankles at least once per game. So <laughs> then you look like who's guarding Katie, man? Are you really gonna give Tatum that challenge? Like, you're gonna make him grind like that for 40 plus minutes? He's gonna go and expect to score 30, 35, 40 a night, and then. He's got to run back and guard KD one-on-one. Like, I, I don't know if they have it in them, man. And I was down on this Boston team coming into the season. It looked great up until December 31st. The calendar year turn, and all of a sudden, they thought they were the best team in the league. They were playing like it. I'm still not buying it. Their bench isn't deep enough. Benches don't mean much in the playoffs. But when it comes to – like, if you're starting a guy like Neesmith or Langford or Grant Williams or – like. It's hurting. For you, you're in top. Like you have KD and Kyrie on the court at the same time together. You cannot be starting a guy like Grant Williams and expect to win a game. It's not happening. So I'm still torn on it right now, but I lean the Nets. Bro, I, I just want to see a rematch of Brooklyn Milwaukee. That's what I want to see. So and 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 I think that comes to fruition. That's that's going to be exciting. <laughs> that is absolutely going to be exciting. So what about? The playing games. Um, obviously, two already there. We got two more left, right? So, Adam, what what, what are you thinking about the playing games? Uh, I have Atlanta winning tonight, and then I I think they take the Cavs down. It, yeah. It's it, the the Cavs season is going to end on a disappointing note, and that sucks because they were it such does. a great story. It, it's just been too much to overcome. The Jared Allen, Ricky Rubio, Colin Sexton. I mean, just the list goes on and on of, of adversity they faced through injuries this season. You know, they were just kind of hoping to take the step forward. I think once you get to the offseason, you kind of get some perspective as a Cleveland fan. You're probably going to be pretty happy with this year overall. Still some moves to be made. I think Atlanta wins. Maybe they get a game against Miami. Maybe two if Trey Young just goes ballistic <laughs> in one of them. But, you know, Miami's Miami's got to be the heavy favorite, and regardless of who they play. Even if I'm wrong, they play Charlotte, they play Cleveland. It, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I don't think it matters either. What, what one, you know, silver lining I will say about Cleveland is they're such a young and exciting team that 100%. it was not right. So it was nice to see them hit their stride. So we definitely have something to look forward to next year when everybody's healthy and and balling. I mean, Darius Garland, what? Oh my God, man! Where like massive what a player, forward. man! Yeah, God. just a massive step forward this year. And like even a guy like Jared Allen, like 
it feels yep. like he's been around forever. He's still super <laughs> young. He's 23 years old. That's what I remember. I, I remember when he got a contract extension. Yeah, I remember like, when he got that five-year, hundred million dollar contract extension, and you text me, you're like, "Man, is this like? I need to get your reaction on this." And I was like, "Bro, it's an absolute steal. Like three years down the road into that contract, yeah. it's gonna be an absolute steal. He's so young, and he's gonna be dominant in the paint. And you kind of got flashes of that this season. And next year, he yeah, can. He it's he's really skilled around the rim. He could rebound well." He, plays good D on the interior. Like it's he that that's a steal of a contract for them. Those yeah. two and Garland is such an exciting trio to, yep. to build around and, and to kind of take that next step forward. And you know, you just gotta wait a year. I mean, look, if yep. you told Cleveland fans before the season started you're gonna uh, make the play in, they'd sign up in a heartbeat, especially with the step forward Garland took this year. Yeah, it was totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. Yeah. And again, just great for the game uh final thought goes on the pelicans and so what are you thinking tonight or not tonight but tomorrow. unfortunately i i think the pelicans come out i, I think it's going to be a one and done for my boy Dejounte, but I'll, I'll show some love for him in the awards that we got coming up in the second half of the show there so i think they're gonna be, I, either way the reason why i'm not like I'm, I'm not freaking out over this game is because either one of these teams is going to lose to the clippers so yeah it doesn't really matter for me it's like I, I think the Pelicans come out on this one. I'd love to see DeJounte go wild and take the game away from New Orleans, but um, even if that doesn't happen, I, I can't see either one of them beating uh, beating Paul George in a, in a winner-take-all playing game. It's not going to happen. Well, maybe the Clippers remember they have Paul George in the next game. Oh, well, let's hope. Let's not talk about Let's just not talk about Reggie that. Somebody tell Reggie Jackson wearing the Superman cape. <laughs> what the oh, hell was bricks, he doing? Bro, the, the guy was building He's a home. He's not even building a home. He was building a hotel. <laughs> it's Brick City. My goodness. But, yeah, I, 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 I can't see. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. I, I, I can't see either one of them getting by uh, the Clippers, but. All right, Miami's going to do some serious damage in the East. Been saying that all year, and I'm still feeling that way. I think it's going to be Miami versus Milwaukee. Golden State, Phoenix. I, I think it's going to be 3-1, 3-1. Like, both three seeds and both one seeds advance. It's going to be a good playoffs. I'm, I, I'm really hoping Utah still somehow finds a way to lose this series just so I can see Rudy Gobert shipped off to yeah. Siberia. Also known Bro, as the New York, also known as the New York Knicks, but that's uh, uh, that's what it is. I'm, I I need Donovan Mitchell to get some real teammates with no Luca, even for like two or th- two games. Man, that team's gonna get blown up in a hurry. That team's gonna get blown up faster than Frank Vogel got fired by Woj at, at the end of the season. I was gonna say, wait, yeah, completely <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. That that's no, gotta stop. I'm sorry. That you know, as speaking from a coach myself, man, that's gotta stop. That that is listen. Complete there was no reason for that. That was no. jacked up. You can agree or disagree whether Frank Vogel deserved to get fired. It certainly wasn't his fault. The roster construction. I nope. thought he made some pretty questionable rotation decisions. But man, like at least keep that lid on that until it actually happens. Let the man get to the friggin' post press conference for God's sake before Woj is out here tweeting at the buzzer. Uh he's pro- he's probably gone. Oh, come on, man. I know. But the the thing is it's like you know there like you hear it all the time in any aspect of what you're doing there. You hear like fake it till you make it sometimes or you think like play the part or you, you hear these kind of like sayings, right? The man just had a losing season in the biggest city in in the NBA, the biggest franchise in the NBA, and he comes out and says, "Yeah, even after game eighty two, I still don't know what rotations to run." Bro, beans, like you keep that to yourself. You don't put That's that out true. there in public. Like then you can't say, "Oh, well, I." I then he's gonna go out and say, "Oh, I, I didn't get a fair chance." Well, you just said after eighty two games and seven months of action that you still didn't know who to start. What are you doing all day? Might, what do you do? What are you me, working on all day? Like it might really suck to be a Laker fan because everything you hear out of that franchise right now is we just weren't healthy. Guys, if you think that was the problem last year, you're gonna miss the playing again that you're gonna miss everything again next year, whether you ship Russell Westbrook off or not. 
because I you're not going to get a lot back. I, I just want to see John Wall hooping again. I want to see John Wall hooping again. Uh, I'm with you. Can, can he? <laughs> I, I mean, that'd be see, great. Yeah, he, he can. He can. He can. Yeah, I, I want and I and I want to see Russ like go absolutely wild and like I don't even know what franchise. Who would he go to? Just anywhere. Like go anywhere where Russ is the entire team. Sell some jerseys. Fill up the stands. I just want to see Russ go wild again. Enjoy basketball, because man, that like that was still in Washington, for him. man. Like yeah, like Washington. like in Washington, right? And and he yep. did that alongside Bradley Beal. So there's no way that he can't coincide with a star. You know, like it's Bradley Beal. If it wasn't for Steph's absolutely absurd run in those last 20 games of the season, Bradley Beal would have won the scoring title. Right. And Russ yeah. was going wild. Like he can coincide with a star. He already proved that. So. It's got my vote for that. Damn sure. So I, th- I think out West, we're all pretty stock in line here, right? Suns, Grizzlies, uh, Warriors, Jazz, right? And nobody's really going to be any different. I want to take the Mavs. I want to take the Mavs because I want to, I don't, I, <laughs> I can't stop Rudy Gobert, man. I can't man, stop I, Rudy Gobert. I'd love to, but there's no way Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson is beating the Jazz. As much hey, as I dislike the Jazz. Maxi Kleba. Can can <laughs> put up a three, all right? Max, I don't even know if I can say that with a straight face, but like the only the only caveat as far as series lines goes is I just I don't know if the Warriors are being coy with Steph Curry or if like he's actually still hurt. If he's hurt and he's not playing. I think Denver can at least no, make it a series. I'll stop they can make right it there. a no, series. No, I'm not saying no, they're going to win. I still would pick the Warriors. I'm just saying it can make it a longer series, and it would be. If Steph's Curry's gonna, back even 70%, it's probably like a five-game series. Steph's going to be good, and they're they're going to remember last year's playing when they meet uh, Memphis in that second round. That'd be a rematch, of, rematch of the play-in, too. Memphis, Golden State. So I mean, Memphis ain't backing down, man. Those boys talk some trash. Oh my God! Don't they? <laughs> they I took mean, a lot of smack, and rightfully so. Man, I love it. I, I absolutely I love so. it. It's so fun to watch. I love it. I'm See, a big. They're, they're allowed to talk when you're Patrick Beverly, who's you know scoring like three points a game and right, and a couple boards, a couple assists, and just chattering like a, like a knucklehead through the game. Yeah, eventually you get tired. Can't say much about Memphis, man. They they backed it up more nights than they didn't. I, I love that. I'm a big trash talker. I love that part of the game. Um, I you know I hate the taunting rule in the NFL. I I love trash talking, man. I I want to talk so bad. Someone part of the game, me right in the face. It's I part of the game. Man. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it, it has to be a part of the game. Like I'm it not a fan of. I'll I'll second that. I'm not a fan of the taunting or whatever they nah. call it. Like that's, that that's that new stupid. that new reason to throw the yellow flag out there, man. It's just it makes no sense. Like you got to be me. able to just take it if you want to dish it. You got to be able to take it, and that's what it is. It's weird. Don't be running out on on tables when you win a playing game, but <laughs> you gotta you gotta be able to take it. So I yeah, agree. so yeah, go ahead. What's that, Adam? I just said I, I yeah, fully with you guys on that one. Yeah, you got you got to be. Listen, if you can't take, I know it's cliche, but if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, right? Um, it's just it's what they always say, and it, it still resonates today. Uh, so again. Any any final piece of information, you know, I, I would say just obviously keep uh, my man Binky's Tony Philly coming out. I want I want someone to be <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. I want to be so I want to get somebody so riled up. Like I, I really like it's funny. I you know, full transfer, no FCC rules here. You know, I coach 16, 15, 16 year old boys in soccer, and I gave them a pep talk the other night because we got in a really chippy matchup over the weekend. If you can believe that. I get thrown out of a lot of games, so um, you know I'm I'm like I'm th- I'm ready to throw down on the sideline. Like I- I'm yelling at parents on the other team. Like you know everybody's a fair game. So and I know as the kids start getting tippy, so I said to the kids, I like, listen. I'm like I'm a crazy fucker, man. Seriously, I'm like, but do me a favor, let me fight. All right, now, let me be the guy to fight because, I- and I don't fight fair either. So I got people that really want to. Beat my ass, trust me, on the soccer field. So I know it. So I fully support getting rid of that taunting rule because that is just unbelievable. It's so weak. Uh, but let's get into these awards, man. Let's have some fun. Uh, you see the bracket. Obviously, you're being Discord. You're going to see the articles come out. You already see how it's going to be split up between Ghost Adams, all about West and East. You know, make sure you're getting in there to get your, your, your obviously, your, your up to the minute information and good luck 
on those winning tickets. Ivan says, if you ever need an assistant coach, I'll fly to, uh, yeah, Ivan. That say I already got that. You, know, you could be Jigsaw's protege, man. Be my assistant. Trust me. I will need one. Believe me, because love my assistant coach to death. But if we got to throw down, ain't happen. I will tell you, I taught my 22-year-old daughter how to fight at a very young age. And I say this all the time. If it's 2 a.m. and I'm in a barroom brawl, there's one person I'm calling for backup, and that's my daughter. Because she probably kicked my <laughs> ass, too. Let me just tell you that. Um, my wife is 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 truly afraid of her, believe me. Uh, I love the kid. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about some MVP awards, right? And I say that because you know where we're going to go at the very end of this in the MVP. Hopefully we don't get a long period discussion because I'm hungry, Ghost is hungry, and obviously we'll want to get to the kitchen. But let's start off right away with the sixth man of the year. So, obviously, I love the Six Man of the Year Award. We go right to you guys because, for me, I'm not going to tell you who I picked, but it resonates well with me because, again, in 2001, Aaron McKee had a hell of a year for the Philadelphia 76ers. Temple made, uh, now coaching with Temple. He was electric as a six man. So, Adam, right off the bat, Six Man of the Year Award, who's it going to? Yeah, this one's probably the easiest. It's Tyler Hero. Um, he pretty much had it on lock from about the second week of the season. I thought there was a point Kevin Love could at least make a run for it, at least make it an interesting battle. Didn't really happen. There, you know, there wasn't enough consistency there. Tyler Hero is just going to absolutely run away freight train with this award, and he should. Love, I love Tyler Hero. What do you think, Ghost? You in the same boat? I just can't wait to cash my Tyler Hero ticket for the preseason. <laughs> that was I had, I had Tyler Hero for I have a Tyler Hero Most Improved Player ticket and a Tyler Hero Six Man of the Year ticket. So. It's gonna be uh that's gonna be a lot of fun. I I gotta get Jansen to pull up that clip actually. Gotta we gotta we gotta get that out there. Gotta let me know, man. Let me know when it is and I'll I'll get it up. I think I I think it was yeah, I think it was John that did the show with me. I don't remember, but yeah, we got it all was I'll, it preseason? Preseason it was preseason. It was preseason. I gotta get you that. I gotta get you that clip. But what I had a lot what? of love for Philly guys in the awards, unfortunately. No one really came through other than Joe, but Tyler Hero was was the guy that I was uh, put a lot of money on. Tyler Hero is a hell of a player, man. I we talked about him. I love watching that kid play. I I, I love his motor, love his passion. I, I I listen. He's he's really worked too over the last year and a half too. And I I mean, God, the kid is so good. He's a starter on any other NBA team too. That's what's so great about him, uh, no doubt. But you mentioned. Most improved player goes. So, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like this is right in your backyard here for most improved player. Are we are we going to the Toronto angle here? I'm I'm not going to. Oh, um, but this is where I actually okay. So I don't think it's not like an official rule there, it's not set in stone. I just don't think that somebody will win two awards, right? It, it it's pretty rare. If DeJounte doesn't win another award that I'll nominate him for, I have him for most improved player. And it's drastic increases in points, in rebounds, in assists, leading the league in steals. Like, this was one of those jumps where I get it. Jab brings the flash, and it's a lot of ESPN highlights, and it's a lot of dunking over people. His numbers really didn't all that move when you actually look at them. His scoring went up, yeah, but he's taking five to six more shots a game. Like, I would hope your scoring goes up, right? His rebounds and assists stayed stagnant. He actually dished out less times this year than he did last year. So for me, it's more like, hey, are they going to give it to Job because he took that step where he's closer being into that elite of the NBA? Or do they actually stick to their roots, which is what they usually do? It's, it's usually just year-over-year growth. You know, you look at it, like a, a guy like Giannis won most improved player too, and it's just... DeJounte's that guy for me today, man. No bias at all. It's just what I've seen out there. He's taken leaps and bounds in every single aspect of the game. So he's my vote for most improved player of the year right now. I, I did know that. And I I keep thinking of nightmares that, you know, in a sense that he could have been possibly a Philadelphia 76 or so. I, I, I remember we had I, this conversation and you, you were telling me, you were like, man, like, I gotta run this by you. You're like, you're like, I gotta pick your brain. What are you doing for Ben Simmons? I was like, one for one, Dejounte Murray. And I mean, then this was last off season when his value was still, yep. Like, obviously his value was still high. You got James Harden for him, but yeah. I was like, one for one, Dejounte Murray. You won't regret it. And then you look at that this season, 
that it, it would be a different Philadelphia team. Not that obviously I love James Harden there, and it's, right, he's, he's a top ten player in the league, but but still, like you look at what yeah, DeJounte brings up both ends of the floor. Yeah, you would have DeJounte for the whole year, and when he brings up both ends of the floor, like that, that would have been. It's like a more offensive Philadelphia version of Drew Holiday. You know, like Ooh, that. Like, like that. that. That's what it, like he brings the same tenacity on on the defense side of the ball, and then you get a way better offense. You get a better rebounder when Joel goes on the bench. But anyways, that that would have been fun to see. But we'll hey, see. man, the, the guy's a triple double. Just he trips over a triple double every single. He time. almost averaged right? a triple double. This it's year. crazy. Like, it's like when you look at that, it's you know you you think who in this league can average a triple double. I mean, outside of prime LeBron, like, okay, Giannis isn't dish the rock enough. You could say Luca could maybe average triple-double. Westbrook's already done that, but he's way past the prime of his career. Like, there's so many people that you could say can average a triple-double. Man, DeJounte almost did that this year. Yep. So, I think Jokic could have done it if he had better teammates to finish the assist. Hey, Aaron Gordon is <laughs> yeah, exactly. basically Steph out there with the shot. Yeah, all right? like I'm it's sure. <laughs> Could have just stopped um, at Aaron Gordon. Joe, that that'd be pretty crazy if Joker averaged a triple double. That'd be nuts. But yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm going with Dejounte for this one. I like it. I like Adam. What are you thinking, man? Yeah, we we're gonna be the same again. Um, and honestly, it it is because of everything goes said and and the defensive stuff too, which gets overlooked in everything <laughs> but defense player of the year <laughs> usually. Because like I had Desmond Bain for a lot of the year. You know, you look and John misses a lot of time. Bain really took a giant leap forward this year. He kept his three-point percentage. Actually, he nudged it up a little bit this year, despite the extra minutes, despite everything else. But how do you ignore, like, if DeJounte Murray's not a spur and that team is just as, as they were this year, do they win 20 games, 22 games? I don't think they do, man. That no. team is butt around him. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it's got to be it's got to be DeJounte. It's a good way to put that. He, he is butt. He's booty. He is, they, that team is booty around him. I like that. Um, but you, you you mentioned defense, right? So let, let, let's get to the defensive player of the year. A, another great award. You know, it's not talked about enough. Uh, obviously, you're going to see how much, you know, the loss of Matisse Thibel, who is our defensive guy, you know, when they go and play Toronto because he's not vaccinating, can't play. So, um, you know, defensive player of the year, Adam, let's go right to that. I mean, who, who do you have that's got all the hands out there? This might kind of telegraph some of my other stuff, uh, but it's Giannis for me. Um, what that guy has done this year, like, it's almost unfair because I think he's getting punished because this is just what he does now. Like, everyone's just grown accustomed to Giannis, but he's, he's even more efficient. He's unbelievable in the defensive end. He didn't have Brooke Lopez through a huge chunk of this season, so that kind of forced him to be even more active on the defensive end. Like, the, the season he just put up, I think when we get like 20, 30 years down the road, we're going to look and be like, holy hell, how did this guy do everything he did for as long of a period as he did? Like, Giannis already has awards like these under his belt. So, yeah, he's in the MVP conversation, but it's usually as a third between, you know, after Jokic and Embiid. I got to get him something. I, I have to give him something for this season. I don't disagree with you, man. I, I, I've been, again, I, I, I love one thing. I love to do more than anything is eat my words when it comes to sports. I do, except for guys I can't stand like Ben Simmons. But for guys that I really respect, I like to eat my words when I've said in the past, I don't really know if Giannis is going to be that guy. I don't think he could develop a shot. You know, I, you know, I'm so glad that I, that I'm eating my words because he's so exciting. But you mentioned defense. We're talking about defense and man, the way he can go up, and get it in it like and literally he doesn't even need to force the head of steam man he turns one way and boom like it is amazing that you know the vertical leap that this guy has the way he could just jump out of his shoes so i i, I completely agree i love it a ghost defensive player of the year who do you got buddy it, it it's tough for me to decide right now my, my top three is Giannis. dejon this is the other word that i would consider john if he doesn't win um most improved player. He led the league in steals this year. He's an absolute force. And when it comes to on-ball defense, I don't know if I would take anybody over DeJounte right now. So there's that. Giannis is the guy in the league that he's the only one in the entire league that averaged over a steal per game and over a block per game. So 
when you look at the analytics side of things, it's that you look at the highlight blocks, you look at just how imposing he is on the interior. And then he's averaging over steal per game too. Like it's just, for me, he doesn't get the appreciation that he deserves on the defensive side of the ball, just because we're so used to him dribbling the entire length of the court in two dribbles. So that's what we think of when we think of the honest, but Adam's right. I, I do like Giannis a ton. What one guy I, I did bet on, and this was more from a value perspective and not that I would take this guy on my team, but Jaron Jackson Jr. deserves to be top three right now. He deserves yeah, to be nominated. I like that. It, if the dude could stay on the floor, you'd win it running away. That's the thing, right? Like for me, it's and you guys know, like, especially we cover DFS most of the time and betting. And I'm a I love to pick on Jaron Jackson Jr. He can't stay on that. He fouls anybody that breathes within his vicinity. But at the same time, like when you look how efficient he is when he's out there, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, man, imagine if this guy played the minutes of a DeJounte, of a Giannis, of a Joel Embiid, right? Like that's where it he'd be able to have a greater mark. Like you look at how many times did he get three, four, five blocks in a game? It's it, it it's impressive. So I I will have Jaron Jackson Jr. in my final three. Notice how Rudy Gobert is not there. He's not even in my top five. I don't want to hear anything about Rudy Gobert for this award ever. Guy gets, guy gets He's going to win it. He'll probably win he it. Gets, get he gets game. absolutely cooked out there. I'm going to be blowing up Twitter with an enormous amount of tweets if Rudy Gobert wins the defensive <laughs> player of the year with just a bunch of gifts of people absolutely cooking him. So – Stay tuned for that if Rudy Gobert wins. I, love it. Has year, but... I know it. <laughs> I love it. It's just, love and it. The, the, the main reason why I didn't nominate Marcus Smart or Robert Williams is because if you can if you can be known as the best defensive player on your team, it, it's tough for me to have you top three in the league, right? And like I, I know it kind of sucks, but you hear about it in, in all kinds of sports. Like you hear about it in hockey, McDavid plays with Dreisaitl, who's MVP. You're not even MVP on your team. Like, how is that a decision, right? You you hear about it all kinds, all over the place. So that's where for me, I'm I'm gonna leave the Boston guys out. Charles Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, great defensive players, but for me, it's gonna be Giannis, Jaron Zox Jr. and Dejounte. And if Dejounte doesn't win Most Improved, I like him for defensive player. If not, I'll uh, I'll go with the long shot here and Jaron Jackson Jr. I've, I've I've picked on him enough for DFS, so I'll I'll give him this one. I like that. I like that. I, I, I love JJ, man. Nice, young, exciting player. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like you giving some, paying some homage to him. But let's talk about Coach of the Year. Uh, I think this is a very interesting award because I think it can go multiple ways. Obviously, I, I'm having my own issues with coaches when it comes to uh, Doc Rivers in Philadelphia. But, Adam, I think there's a, there's more than one or two guys that deserve this award. So I'm curious you know, who you think your coach of the year is in the NBA. Yeah, there really is. And this is going to be somewhat unfair because Phoenix <laughs> has been – well, like, Phoenix has been the best team in the NBA, and yet yep. they're very underrepresented in year-end awards. Like, that's just the way things that are going to shake out. It's a good point. It, it's it's a weird thing to see, and Monty Williams probably should have won it last year or at least, you know, been yeah, right Monty. there again. But, like, last year doesn't have an effect on this year. And I have Taylor Jenkins because if you had told me before the season that John Morant was going to miss, you know, over a quarter of the year and they're going to be the two seed in the West and they were just going to absolutely destroy teams without John Morant in that lineup, I'd have called you nuts. Like these guys, like he took the second stringers and beat Phoenix. Like they, they didn't play anybody and they still beat Phoenix. I get it. It's at the end of the year. But Taylor Jenkins, I'm sorry, he's, he's got my edge this year with what he's done with that Memphis squad. It's not to say Monty Williams is not a, a spectacular coach. Phoenix got better this year. That's impressive. But it's close. I give Jenkins a slight edge just because John ja missed so much time. I love that pick, to be honest with you. I mean, I obviously, I'm a Monty Williams guy. I wish Monty Williams was still in Philly and they would have gave him the head coaching job when they had the opportunity instead of allowing him to go. But – I think it's a great play because you, you you know you you put it out there perfectly. You you lost. They, I mean, we we were talking about John Moran as being you know playing like one of the best players in the NBA at such a young age, and then you lose him and you still continue to be in the spot that you're at. I think it's 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 going definitely under the radar for you know one hundred percent. Um, really like that pick, Ghost. For you, who's your coach of the year, man? Man, it's tough. I I love that pick. I'm I'm going with Monty. 
And I think they get this one right. Last year, giving it to Tom Thibodeau was interesting, to say the least. Um, I get it. The Knicks wrong. <laughs> they, the Knicks uh, exceeded expectations. It's not you know all the things that we see on on our elementary school report cards. There, that's how I would describe the Knicks last season. All those positive encouragement things, but it's just this year. I think they get it right with Monty Williams and. To see them dominate the way that they did all season long, there was never a doubt from game one all the way to game 82 that Phoenix was going to be the one seed in the West. There was never a doubt in anyone's mind. Everybody was playing for second. And that's what it was. It was when, when I look at Boston, for example, this team was nowhere to be found in October, November, December. So for me, it's we talked about this when I saw Jason Tatum being nommed for for MVP and stuff like that. You're nowhere to be found in three three out of seven months. It, it's This is a regular season award. It's not who finished best. So Boston's out for me. And then when I look at Memphis, man, it's just, again, they, they exceeded expectations and they're a really well-oiled machine. But you look at how tight that West is, nobody separate themselves from the pack as much as phoenix did like there's there's not a team that came close to the phoenix suns they went on a crazy run i think they were like 19 and one or something at one point in a 20 game span like that is just you can't i'm I'm, i don't i don't i don't have it in front of me but i'm pretty sure that's as many games as the houston rockets won all season (laughs) and they won that in a row like it's just that for me yeah okay they didn't miss chris paul for half the season they miss him in in a decent amount they missed devin booker in a decent amount they missed cam johnson they missed deandre and they they had guys missing too it's not like they were the only they did. in the league yeah, so they did. i that is i i would love to see taylor jenkins win i'm cool with either one of those two guys i just right now i i, I think it, it's kind of in the back of people's minds that monty didn't get his last year so i i think it's going to be it's going to be tough for Jenkins to win this one as much as I want to. I, I just think that based on last season too, I know it's not a last season award, but people think of that kind of stuff when the guy got robbed and this year, they're the, uh, they're the only 60 plus win team in the league. I, I, I think they gave it to Monty this year. I, I, I have to, even though, like I said, I, I love the Taylor pick for Memphis, but I, and again, this isn't biased, but I have to go with Monty as well. And I, the only thing I'm going to say, make it quick. The reason why, is because, like Go said, I, I know every, both teams have missed players. But what he was able to do, we noticed from a DFS standpoint, you know, when they lost Chris Paul, he turned Devin Booker into a different player, something we really haven't seen. A guy that was dishing the ball out, and that was that was Monty Williams adjusting. He turned DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton into a freaking monster. Uh, that's Monty Williams adjusting. So uh, I, I think he's been able to get more out of his players, and he's been a guy that's been able to adjust on the fly uh, more than any other player, and, and that's why I wanted him here in Philly. So, um, But let's get to the ultimate before we get out of here. Um, and I know, again, we're not going long on this, I promise. Uh, but we're going to go MVP. And let me just say that I, I, I do like the fact that whether whoever wins it, that finally there is some people that are actually that aren't, you know, based in Philly that are actually coming out for Joel Embiid. Like Stephen A. Smith is, you know, he resonates in Philly. So even though he's national, I don't really go by Stephen A. Right. You know, but when a guy like Kevin Durant comes out and he basically, you know, gives the trophy to Joel Embiid, I I, kind of like that, but I, I want to say, Joe, I'm going to leave it at that. Everybody knows why I think it should be Joe. Um, you know, both of you guys know Adam. You you specifically talked about in the beginning of the show. I forget what award. I think it was when we were talking about the Jante Murray about nobody's talking about defense. Well, when everybody brings up Joker, I don't hear anything about Joel's defense. I hear all these offensive categories, but I, I don't hear about five blocks in one quarter to win a game. I don't hear about a guy that's improved his defense dramatically to be able to handle thirty five plus minutes a game. I I don't even see that. So. For me, with all the drama that I witnessed in Philadelphia uh, with Ben Simmons and every, you know, no matter who we got, and I know you could say the same thing about Joker, but Joel put this team on his back and got them to where they are right now. And this would not have happened last year, and it wouldn't happen a year. The progression to me is real. 
and I think he deserves it. So uh, with that, it's Joel Embiid. Uh, Adam, I'll go right to you. I think I know where you're going, but who's your MVP? Yeah, it's going to be Joker. Um, and, you know, I, what I like about us is we don't have to tear each other's cases down because I'm getting real sick of that through the media. You know, I can say Joker and say Giannis and Embiid should be in the discussion and both had otherworldly years. And a lot of seasons would, would probably run away with the damn thing, okay? But my thing with Jokic has been since December, no Murray, no MPJ. And yes, you know, I know some of the advanced stats get a little bit ridiculous with Jokic. I, you know, I don't think that should decide the award. He's still the first player ever in, in the, what, 2000, 1,500 club or whatever it is. So, you know, just like raw stats, he, he's got them in spades. Kevin Durant came out for Embiid, and that's cool. Kevin Durant can have, you know, his opinion. And he, I mean, he knows a lot more about basketball than any of us sitting here. But the one thing that struck me with Durant is he said, well, you got to do it better than you did last year to win it back-to-back. That's exactly what Jokic did. Jokic is better this year than he was last season. Jokic is not the premier defender in the league. If you look at who's leading in blocks and steals, or stocks as it's called, which is a hallmark of prime defenders, he's in the top 12. He's right now, He's right close to Joe Embiid. He's improved his defense dramatically. And the last thing I'll say, I forget which podcast it was on, but this really, really stuck with me. When he was on the floor, their ratios were as of a 62-win team. When he was off, they were 17 wins. They were the Rockets. So when Joker was on the floor, they're the Suns. When he's off, they're the Rockets. And just to put it in, in perspective with his colleagues, Embiid, it was about a 28-game difference, and you honestly think it was like 25-ish. So even, even there, even when you put the other guys in the advanced stat, Jokic was a much bigger split. Embiid and Giannis, man, they were great players. They're so fun to watch. I, I got to give it to, to Jokic this year. Hey, man, it's 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 a valid argument, and that's and that's why you know it's great to have different opinions. But I do definitely agree that you know one thing's for sure: looking at both of these players in their prime, we're definitely blessed. That's for Dan sure. So go one hundred percent, right? 100%. I mean, that that's I I said that. You know, again, and before, you know, you see the jerseys that hang behind me. You know, I'm very blessed to say that I've watched Jordan in his prime, Kobe in his prime, AI in his prime. So, you know, not many people could say that. And and going forward, you know, people that are going to be our age eventually might not be able to have that same luster appear that you know, appeal that we get. And it goes hand in hand with Joker and Embiid. So, um, and Giannis, obviously, but Ghost. We got MVP. Close out this show, man. Close it out with the hammer. Who do I think will win or who do I think should win? I want to know who should win, in your opinion. Devin Booker. Wow. Oh, look at this. And we said that we were, you know, it, it's going to be like that. And I know that's why I said who I think should win, who I think will win. I, I think Joker will win MVP by a landslide. I think it's going to be near a unanimous vote. And it's, I, I, I think that's just the way it's going to be. Who do I think should win? How can you be the only 61 team in the NBA and be fighting for coach of the year, be fighting for MVP, be fighting for any award? Like I just, what happened to like, w- when you think of award shows in any context, whether it be school, whether it be work, what, like literally any context, you think this is the best of the best. You think of all-star games, you're saying this is supposed to be the best of the best. That's why Chris Middleton wasn't there this year. It's like, you just, to me, it's, the, the man was on an absolute run all season long, even with Chris Paul. He was still scoring in bunches. And he put up some quality numbers. It's not like he's out there dropping 20 points and he's 50th in the league in scoring. He averaged a really good stat line. He carried that team when Chris Paul went down in that last stretch. And we talked about this before we hopped on where it's, you know, it, it, it's tough to be able for like someone like Evan Mobley to be able to miss the last 10 games of the season for rookie of the year versus a middle stretch in January, missing 10 games. Well, Chris Paul missed this last stretch of games. This like the crunch time stretch when they need to clinch that one seed, that's when he missed and Devin Booker carried that team, man. So I just think he doesn't get enough love being it and but again it's to you know kind of play devil's advocate similarly what i was saying about marcus smart and robert williams can you say he's even the best player on on the best team 
I'm sure some people out there would say it's Chris Paul. And I would say, yeah, I agree with you. And some people would say Devin Booker. And I say, yeah, I agree with you. It's what it is, right? So it, it's kind of tough in that scenario where you have two great players playing together in the same backcourt. It, it He's not going to get it. I don't even think he's going to be a final three nom. I think it's going to be Jokic, um, Giannis, and Embiid, the clear top three. And I think Jokic runs away with this one, man. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Embiid had a great season. I've said it before, it's kind of tough. And both of them are in the East. If you can't win the East, especially with the condition that I was in this year, it's tough for me to stomach giving my MVP vote to somebody that can beat a Miami Heat team that was relying on Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin. And, you know, like large spans of the season, Miami Heat were down their best players and they still finished the one seed in the East. It's really tough for me. And I get it. Embiid was out there dropping 50, 25, and who knows what. And he was dominating on the inside. And he was an absolute force. But at the end of the day, East versus West seeding is big for me. And if you can't win the East right now, it's kind of tough, especially letting Boston go on that second half run to win, to get the two seed over Philadelphia and Milwaukee. It's tough for me to stomach that. And there's no denying I, I love – I love uh, busting Adam's chops about Jokic and Chad every day and texting him every day about it. But uh, at the end of the day, he's he's MVP this year to me. Hey, man. You know how much of a struggle it is for me to have been sitting here all half of the season and hear all the Jokic love. But it's okay. It's tough. I it. It, it's, it's tough. I get it. I know. And it's all, in it's my all defense, good. In my defense, I, I still took Philadelphia to win first round. Even though they're playing the Raps, I still – so, like – I'll that's give my you that. that's that's the bone I'm throwing to Joel Embiid is that I took him <laughs> I, I gave him a second round exit instead of a first it. round exit. You know, like oh, I don't want any exit. And, okay, I want and this he'll win, NBA he'll win, box. He'll win the chip next year when they get a coach. They'll they'll you know someone that won't play DeAndre Jordan for 15 minutes oh. tonight in 2022. This is that. Oh, guess what? That's a whole show <laughs> in itself. Let me just tell you. Um. So yeah, you're you're 100 correct. But listen. Like we've always said, man, it's been a fun show. We want to get live a little bit, talk a little bracket, and talk about MVP awards and obviously all the other awards as well. So you've heard our picks. We'll be interested to hear what you have to say and the way these come out. Hopefully, Coast and Cash all his tickets and Adam as well. And hopefully, the followers as well, you do the same. Uh, any kind of comments you want, give us to the show, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on YouTube, uh, we will respond. Uh, obviously, in Discord, I know Adam has that locked down on the regular, and Ghost is always in there as well. So, as always, want to thank everybody for tuning in. Have an entirely great weekend watching the NBA. I know I will as well. Make sure you're following at Windelly Sports for all our content. We are killing it when it comes to Major League Baseball. Um, and, again, NASCAR, golf, you name it. Uh, even though the Masters last week, it's the RBC Heritage this weekend. So, make sure you're getting that. You know, the uh, PJ Draftcast for all your information there. Uh, as always, everybody stay safe and stay healthy, and we'll catch you back here next time.